You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And it is March 10th. And you know what we're doing all March. We are celebrating powerful women in honor of International Women's History Month. And you know that International Women's Day was March 8th, which was Sunday. So I'm super excited that today I have with me Karen Simons. Karen Simons is the CEO creative and creative director of Divine Beauty, which is an empowerment community organization for women in Bermuda. Let's just give a warm welcome to Karen. Karen, good evening. How are you today? Good evening, Shante. I am doing wonderful. I am doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing well, and we're so excited to have you on the podcast this week. I know we're going to jump into some juicy, juicy topics, but before we get there, I just want you to tell my audience a fun fact about yourself. A fun fact. I love going fishing. Wow. Yeah. I don't think we've had that. Okay. Why do you love fishing? Well, it all started when I was younger. I didn't really want to do homework, so I'll sneak off and go fishing because <laughs> I wanted fish for dinner. Oh. And I just grew into loving to go fishing. It was just a relaxing time for myself to just get away and, you know, snack. <laughs> well, I like it. I like it. You just went out. You said, you know what? I want fish to dinner to fish for dinner tonight. Let me go out and fish. So that's a really interesting yes. fact. So Karen, we heard that you are the CEO and creative director of Divine Beauty. Tell yeah. us what Divine Beauty is. Divine Beauty is an empowerment community base for women, empowering them to see their potential. Mm-hmm. and get to the next level of their life, their goals, their visions, and accomplishing it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So tell me how this came about. How did you get into a space where you knew that you wanted to empower women? Well, it started, I had gotten the vision years ago, over 20 years ago, and life occurrences, I had just putting it on the back burner. This December gone, 2019, I was awakened by God Sunday Mm -hmm. evening, the week of the 8th, around that time. And God told me, he's given me a week to complete two years out of a 10-year vision. Oh, wow. And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, I don't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) And so what had happened, I said, okay. And I went back to sleep got up the next day and he says, you're not got a week. You have until Friday. This is Tuesday now. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to get to work. And I ended up starting it when he definitely said, you got Friday. 
So I woke up Thursday morning and I had lost my job. Wow. 7.15 in the morning. And God says, okay, now go home and complete it. <laughs> my assignment. He was giving and you no so, Yeah. He <laughs> gave me every topic I needed for the whole year of wow. 2020. Directed from him. And he said, everything that you have gone through in the last 20 years is for now. Mm. So I said, okay. And I said, yes, to the call. And so divine beauty was birthed <laughs> in less than a week. And I've seen God move and standing on his promises of that. When you're about his business, mm -hmm. definitely fulfill his work because it's not mine. It's his work. So he gave me that. I completely agree. When it's his will and his idea and direction, he will definitely complete his work. And he did a quick work for you. I know you said that it was a, a vision that you've had for about yeah. 10 years. But when he told you now is the yes. time, he made sure you had no other choice, <laughs> no distractions, and that you were going to get it done. Sometimes he just moves that way. He does. And he knew how to handle me. Uh-huh. Because I can get very complacent and he knows how to handle me. He knows how to talk to me. Thank God for this father that I have in Christ Jesus, <laughs> because he knows how to do what he has to do with his children to get his work done. Amen. Amen. So that is great. So tell me, I want to know how you got on the topic of a powerful woman. How did that come about? What does being a powerful woman mean to you? Because of my life experiences, I did not believe that I had enough power to live and to go on. And when he gave me these topics, I was like, I didn't really want to deal with it because when you've been beat down so much and I looked at life and I said, no, but when he started actually sharing with me and reminding me of who I was daily, he says, because I equipped you from your mother's womb with everything that you need. And because you have the whole armor of God, mm -hmm. you have all power. And he said, tell me greater work shall I do? Mm -hmm. And when he reminded me of that, and when he gave me the topic of power of a woman, it just lit a fire in me to remind others of who they really are and mm -hmm. what is the full potential. So I just, he reminded me of who I was and so it wasn't hard for me to encourage and empower someone else. And tell me how you, different ways you can encourage somebody to remember or rediscover who they are. Yes. Um, many a times um, it, we look at power as a statement of beating down or something like that on someone. And I remind them that um, women that have had children. But it, that's one aspect. We were a gift with such strength because strength is power. Mm -hmm. And so through strength, we give birth. So right. that's a power in itself that we women hold and we cherish. Then I looked at the ability, the ability to just move gracefully. That's a power within itself that no one else can do but a woman. And then also looking at the influence that a woman has in the marketplace. Yeah. When we go and we see another woman and just the kind words that we can give to one. Right. That is so powerful in itself. 
mm-hmm. and just encouraging. So um, that's one of the ways that we, you know, we can look at reminding women of the power in which they hold. Right. And tell me, give me uh, for our listeners, mm-hmm. one way in which they can exude their inner power. First of all, recognizing that no matter what has come in their life as their past, using that as an ammunition and a tool. As an ammunition, I like that. Yes, because I believe that women are warriors mm-hmm. by nature mm-hmm. and we are equipped. So it's just reminding women that no matter what life throws at you, what, no matter what fiery darts, no matter what situations, may have been abuse, no matter what it is, we can always take that and understand that we are here for a purpose. And because we are here for a purpose, we're taking all of that pain and all that guilt and we're turning it around for our good. So with all of that pushing and encouraging and supporting another woman to let them recognize you're still here, let's go. Come on. We can do this. We can come out of this. I've got your hand. I'm holding your hand. You're not on it alone. Those words there are powerful enough to help the woman to just take that one step. Yes. Without feet is nothing because we have to move. Yes. And so recognizing that we have to move and we have to move our feet in order to accomplish that powerful walk in which we are destined to be in. And you said something just now. You said You're not in it alone. And I think that is so very important that you have people around you who can inspire you and motivate you in in a community. So tell me about the importance of a community for the powerful woman. Realizing where we, we live in Bermuda and recognizing that in the community, many women, well, for me growing up, we saw such a negative and now it's more and more real that When we see a woman, we see her potential by what she looks like. Mm. And we tend to look at the visual so much of her appearance and not recognizing power is not according to your outward appearance. It doesn't go by that. And it's been a stigma that's been troubling a lot of women and bringing a negative to them. So they don't even really see that full potential that they have because it's been aligned with what they look like. And so in the marketplace and in the community, I'm finding that more and more women are coming out of the shelter box. Mm. That's been a stigma on them. And there have been people, other women have been going and encouraging them. And we see um, different communities, different aspects of counseling coming up in the marketplace, in the CEO, in the corporate world, we see all of that as well. More and more women are moving up the ladder, as they say. And it's only because of the support that one gives to another. And I think the greatest support that we can get from, um, as a woman is from another woman, especially right. if she's been there. Right. I completely understand. And yes, we are coming out of the stigma that power is um, connected to how we look on the outside, but it's really... Mm-hmm how we are in the inside. It's where our power um, well is. We have to tap onto the, tap into the inside of us so we can go forth and be more than conquerors and break the glass ceilings that have been put on us and the boxes that people would 
hope to put us in because of what we look like yes. can move forward. And I know in this community, in this purpose chaser community, we talk, we talk about don't settle for safe and stepping yes. out of your comfort zone. And last week we were talking about snatching back your power and mm-hmm. how to just not let somebody make your box, not make your bed, you know, make your box yes. and you climb into it. That's it. They yeah. look, it looks kind, it looks comfy in here. Yeah. You know, let's talk about pushing the limits, mm-hmm. breaking through our limiting beliefs and coming through the other side saying, you know what? I have the attitude that I am a conqueror because my father is a conqueror. And he said that I already won this battle. So that's how I'm walking with my head held high and my shoulders back. So that is amazing that you have tapped into this area for women in our community. So what do you find to be the most difficult thing women have to deal with when learning how to tap into their power? Past issues, past hurt, past pain. My first actually um, empowerment session, I, I did with the pain and the root of it. What causes women not to move forward to the next pur- destiny, purpose in their life? It's because of the carrying of guilt, shame of our past. Once we actually identify that, the Mm -hmm. root, there is no way that we cannot move forward Mm -hmm. into the purpose and destiny in which God has called us to. So um, I have found out that once we deal with the root, there is no way that once a woman understands that I am not going to allow my past circumstances to dictate my future. Mm -hmm. I found out that it's like a fire that actually goes off like a firecracker. Yes. She gets it. Yeah. After that, once we see that, there is no way that she can be stopped anymore because she recognizes that her potential has been held up because of her past and the unforgiveness. Yes. yes. And now it has been unlocked because we've tapped into that particular space mm-hmm. in which she didn't really want to get away from because we find women use it as a, it's like an incubator. Yep. Yep. And we pacify the pain and the hurt because once we don't have that, that space becomes open and vulnerable. And this is where women like yourselves and others and myself, we are able now to, once that part has been taken away, God now can fill that spot. Because all of that past heart has definitely been going and will never come back. And that's our duty um, as divine beauty. And um, we look, we, I talk about my motto, the motto of, you know, what we do. We rise and stand in power. Yeah. And that is a community. Once we recognize who we are, we can rise and we can stand firm. And because of that, now we can go out into our, our community and empower. Wow. We rise, we stand, we Mm -hmm. power. That is absolutely beautiful. It's such a good representation of what you're doing um, in this community and for women. I heard you say, you know, the biggest issue that we have is making sure that we go back to the root of past issues and past traumas and dealing with them, not trying to cover them up and pretend that everything Mm -hmm. But actually getting to the problem. And I think this is something that we tend to shy away from. I'm all for Jesus and the counselor because sometimes you just need 
a right person to talk to. And just like everybody else, counselors and psychologists can be anointed by God too to do their work. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering what may be stopping you from tapping into your power, you notice that you keep falling back into the same sort of habits, the same routine that you're trying to break out from, I want you to think about past hurts that you've had, that you are are not yet, that has not yet been dealt with. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to face yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, the crazy, everything. You have to be able to face yourself, own your story, deal with the hurt, forgive yourself, and arise like a phoenix from the ashes, ready to go to the next level, ready to go to the next place that God has for you. So remember that. Remember this conversation. Remember Karen and I talking about you coming forth, dealing with your past, of your past, and then letting God fill you up with all the fire you need to go forward into your future. My next question for you, Karen, Mm -hmm. is how does a powerful woman maintain her power? One of the first steps that I encourage women to do is get around other women that are all positive and like mind and more of a like mind higher. I think it's more important that we surround ourselves with positive people, Mm -hmm. positive women, women that are going to support, not carry us. Mm. support. It's a difference yes. because when we find women that carry us, they be- enable us to stay in our rot. We can get around women that's going to push us beyond what we can even see for ourselves Come on now. and be willing to do that. And so that means we must become vulnerable. And many women, because of our pain that we didn't deal with, will not become vulnerable to a woman. And so I found that out that, um, what I've shared um, in the past with some of our women, um, they kept on bringing up um, women are nasty. And I said, mm. we're breaking mm. that cycle yep. with divine beauty because it's been a stigma that we've been hurting so many of our fellow sisters uh-huh. and damaging them to the point of women's committed suicide, had overdoses, mm-hmm. they've fallen into various sins and just we've damaged ourselves because of it. Mm-hmm. So if we can get from women that's not going to pacify us, but push us beyond what we could ever think that God may be glorified, that's one of the greatest things that you can ever do for yourself yes. as a, a self-empowerment. Yes. I love that. Women who are not going to pacify you, mm-hmm. but push you past what you can even think for yourself that is so very important because listen, if you are surrounded with a, a bunch of people, like you said, who are in a rut, you guys are yeah. going to carry and maintain that rut. You're going to stay there. surrounded with women who are uplifting and motivating and inspiring and pushing you, the one day you're in a rut, the group of you will pick <laughs> that one up and push them forward. I've actually talked about this. You guys know this from the podcast on the episode that I did with my circle of friends called, uh, I think it's episode 18, Get You a Miss Nigeria. And we did that episode after Miss Nigeria's response to Miss Jamaica winning um, the crown. The crown. She was so overly enjo- um, excited and overjoyed and pushing her forward. 
it was just so the fire and the enthusiasm. And that's what I have with my group of friends. And that's what I challenge the women that listen to this podcast and even the men that listen to yeah. make sure that they're having that those right connections around them that are pushing and praying for them and who will call them into alignment when they need to be because yes. sometimes you need correction accountability and exactly and accountability and you have to make sure that the people surrounding you you trust their voice yes. one that mm -hmm. they're doing it in love yes and that you will listen to what they have to say that's a key <laughs> so i mean this weekend i was so proud i went to uh miracle temple's mm -hmm. women's breakfast mm -hmm. and Two of the women that I've talked to in the past, I've done coaching with, or I have um, inspired through the podcast, one had launched her clothing shop. And I was, I mean, oh, yes. I, I, you would think I launched my clothing shop. I was <laughs> so happy. And the other one had her new products up and available. And what she was saying to me or what I was hearing is that, the products that she had intended to sell at the event were sold out before she got there. <laughs> so I was like, look at the Lord moving yes. and, 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 and going and improving when women get together to support, promote, inspire, uplift, and yes. teach one another. It's such an amazing thing. Now, we talked about how you maintain your power. But for a second, I want to know how the powerful woman deals with burnout. <laughs> it's vacation, girl. <laughs> it's called taking some time out for yourself. Okay. We pour out so much mm -hmm. to others, mm -hmm. not realizing it's just like a cup of water. Yep. You're thirsty. You have given, poured it, and you shared with others in a glass. You're left with nothing. Mm -hmm. It's time to be filled up. Mm -hmm. And so this is where your sephir of friends come into play. Yep. And you actually have to make it up in your mind, have that determination said, okay, it's fill up time. Fill up time means pulling yourself away from the norm. The norm is giving out to others. Mm -hmm. But if you are not taking time for yourself, so God can now say, you know what? You have given up. It's time for a refill. Mm -hmm. Being strong enough to maintain the power that God has given you to do the assignment he has given you requires a pulling away mm -hmm. for time to be filled with whatever God wants you to have at that moment yeah. to take you to the next level. So it's yeah. a self-discipline yeah. that one must have. And it's okay to say no, Shante. <laughs> It's yes. okay. It's a good word. They know. Yes. <laughs> it's a good word. It's a powerful word. I've been looking at, it's, it's been at a negative. Yeah. You know, I look, I've learned that word and I've learned that, Karen, it's okay. It's mm -hmm. okay to say no because you really need to be pulled away and take some time to breathe. And we don't do that as women. And I find out that even when people's like, oh, I can't go to this conference or I can't go to the session. And I said, you don't have two hours for yourself once a month. And many women say, I don't. And I said, well, we need to rethink of how you schedule your life mm -hmm. and where you come into play. Yes. And I found out this is how we've been getting burnt out. I said, we do for so many people, we but do. we can take two hours for ourselves. And so I've been challenging women to come out to the empowerment sessions. 
taking two hours to invest in yourself right. every month. Two hours to invest in yourself. That's what it's about day. investing. Yes, and that's you to invest in yourself. You have to. And like you said, no is a powerful yes. word. Listen, the powerful woman has no in her arsenal. Okay? You got to. You get to get on and move forward. So the next question I have for you mm-hmm. how does the powerful women interact with men? Just having a conversation. I mean, you can go anywhere and interact with a man. It's up to you to let the spirit of God lead you. First of all, um, I deal with men on a daily basis in my street ministry. And so why are we going to interact with man? <laughs> Would be a question. Well, I'm uh, we, let's yeah. talk about interacting with um, men in the workplace. Let's start there. Well, men are at the workplace. So we have to actually work with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to us to make a choice depending on have we been healed from past hearts when it comes to a man? Because that really affects how we actually approach a man and how we respect man mm-hmm. because man are the head regardless. They were created to be that. And if we have been hurt and abused by man, many women don't recognize that or even have a clue as to how to even get to that point of entertaining a conversation with a man. Right. So it really our, our past really affects us if we don't deal with it. And we, I'll go back to the root that has a lot to, in the way that we transition in even sitting down with a man and having a conversation pertaining to work. Yeah. Because if our perception is that all men are nasty, we won't really get any further than sitting at a table in a conference room versus sitting in a conference room and having a communication about the work it has a lot to do with that our perception. That's good. Them and honor them in their rightful yeah. place. And I just want you to touch on the powerful woman and dating. I know that one of the issues that we discussed at the singles conference that we had was how uh, one of the questions were about men feeling intimidated by powerful women. So I just want you to touch on the powerful woman and dating and your thoughts on that. Well, I used to have a little problem with that. I'm being very, I'm very transparent. So I'm glad. We're all for <laughs> transparency here. So good. Yeah. And so um, I knew that for me personally, my personal walk, I didn't really have, I had very good relationships with men, but because of how I was raised as to what men are mm-hmm. from my growing up, my perception was not good. And so I had a bad, bad <laughs> connection with men until I understood who they were and their rightful place. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage women to actually go and date, going out to have a dinner, going out to a m- movie, what, what have you. But understanding who she is now and letting her gate open to receive certain things as words. I don't want a woman to open up herself so fast to a relationship, not knowing exactly who she's entertaining. I believe in communication is the key, finding out who they are. Yes, and they who they are. are. Mm-hmm. What is your goal and your vision, first of all? Because that that's one of the things I heard. Do you have a vision? Many say no. So that's like a check. I'm like, okay, you must have a vision. Why don't you have a vision? Mm-hmm. There's a questions that I ask 
And I always, um, I share with my daughter. I think it's very important that if you are trying to pursue or you are in a relationship, those are things that are very vital for a woman because for a woman, many have visions and dreams and goals. So to ask a male that is vital because you tend to know where they are in their thinking. And so once you know that communication between the two becomes even more because you can see whether or not you're on the same page. Uh, I have vision, but you're not. Okay, so how are we going to get you to put together a vision for yourself, not for us as a couple? And I think this is where we tend to overlook as females in our emotions. Someone's giving us attention, not really realizing that it could be just a season he's supposed to be there, not a lifetime that we run into. And I, I always often tell women, do not look at him for a lifetime, especially if you're hurt from a lack of fatherhood in your life. Because mm-hmm. we tend to get into that role of having um, wanting that male, but it's not for the right reason. And then we end up with men that are hurt because we've hurt them. Because we're looking for them to fulfill a role that they were not supposed to fill. And that's the role of a father. So I find that's why I always look back at the same. We must make sure that the women are whole and right. going towards our men because a lot of women, we've messed up these men. Mm-hmm. We've really messed them up. And so we have to be very mindful of what is a woman's m- motive outside of her just wanting a friendship. Yeah. Okay, so singles, we have to remember that we are dating with purpose. We are making sure that we have maximized our single season. We've done all that God has called us to do while we're single and that we have become whole in this in this time and we're at peace and in line with God and our relationship with God is thriving before we even go out before here trying to have any sort of dating with anybody else. We have to make sure that our first relationship, the most important one, is good and right. And if we are suffering from past hurts, this is the time to fix it. While you're single, we are not looking for a man to make us. God makes us. God has given us the purpose from before we were formed in our mother's womb. So it's not about waiting for a man to execute purpose. It's about you executing purpose in this season of singleness and letting God do the rest. So my next question for you, Karen, is how does the powerful woman impact her community? Well, I shared with the um, women about, excuse me, the cultural and her community is her everyday living. Once a woman understands that, and I actually (laughs) gave her work out this week on going and how we are going to endeavor to take the power that God has given us. Yes. And change the culture. Yes. What is it that we have? What skill sets do we have Mm -hmm. to help to change the culture as a powerful woman? Can we help and instruct our language, the meaning how we communicate with people, our language. Can we help with our, the spiritual beliefs as a powerful woman? What are we going to pass on in our communication, our language, in the culture? What are we going to pass on? Are we going to pass off negative or positive? What do we actually carry as a powerful woman? Mm-hmm. So I, cha- I was challenging myself and others, finding out what do we have? Because everyone is unique. 
What do we have within us that's going to help to change and activate a change in our community? So can we go and help others that are in need by finding shelter? That's a powerful woman. If she's able to actually function in that area, can we help people with their health, food that has to do with the community? Can we help with ideas, sparking someone's ideas if they have ideas? How are we going to actually equip? What do we carry that's able to change the culture and the community within? We don't have to go look for something. We carry it. That's, that's, that's who we are as powerful women. We carry all the answers that the community needs. And once we identify that and know that, the community is going to be fine. That is great. That is great. And yes, how we impact our community makes a difference, which leads me to my next question about the powerful woman as a mother. Who is she? What does she do? It's funny. I just finished writing my personal stuff. (laughs) A powerful woman as a mother. She's a worker. Entirely worker. She doesn't look around most of the time as to find out from others what to do. A mother doesn't think second or third. She thinks once about if this need has to be met, how am I going to meet it? Women, we we carry such a force within us that the discerning spirit tells us by God himself, if we don't have enough money, says, okay, well, how how are we going to put food on the table? Okay, this is what I have to do. And I, and I take it from myself as a, a single mom now that whatever needs to be done as a mother, we're going to see that it's being done. And we are going to share with others that no matter what comes your way as a mother, we're going to make sure that the need is met. Through our crying, through our pain, and through our struggle, mothers carry so no one else has to feel. Mm. And I've learned that one. We're carriers. We're incubators. And we, if we have to carry our children for as long as it takes for them to get the strength to stand and rise above their, our present circumstances, mom is going to take care of you. Mm. Mom is going to make sure that you've got the strength. Mommy, make sure that you're eating dinner and she'll sit and have a cup of tea. Yes. That's a strong woman. That's a powerful woman. That is. Mama's going to wipe your eyes. Mama's going to put a Band-Aid on your knee. That's a powerful woman. Mama's going to work today and she's going to see you when she comes home. That's a powerful woman. She's in different facets. She, mm-hmm. she, she comes in different sizes and colors. Her beauty is so divine. She can't be pinpointed as one particular picture. She's described as the mother that walks with her head up high, knowing that her, her pot is empty, but believing and standing on the faith that's within her, which is going. That's a powerful mother. Wow, 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 wow. Karen, thank you so much for sharing with us. We are so grateful that you are, you are in our community empowering women. And I pray that your story has touched one of our listeners who the Lord has spoken to about empowering others. And I hope you take fresh courage to know that you have impacted so many women and you go forth and be powerful. And before we go, Karen, I just want to share with you this quote um, from Marianne Williamson. And she said this, 
and I'll share it with you and my audience. She said, in every community, there is work to be done. In every nation, there are wounds to heal. In every heart, there is a power to do it. We are not held back by the love we didn't receive in the past, but by the love we're not extending in the present. We can always choose to perceive things differently. You can focus on what's wrong in your life or you can focus on what's right. So as you go forth, Purpose Chasers, embracing and activating your power and exuding the powerful woman that you are, the powerful woman that God has called you to be, I want you to remember everything that we've talked about on this podcast. If you need to go back and listen again and take notes, you do that. This will help you to remember and to push on the good fight and the journey and to make sure that you're walking with that more than a conqueror attitude, that you know that you're out here winning because your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, went before you and fought the battle and won. So we want to thank you, Karen, for being on this episode of the Pray Plan Slate podcast. Please let us know where people can connect with you if they want to get in contact with you. Okay. Um, we are on Instagram, Divine Beauty, um, Divine Beauty 441. So please go by and stop. You can send us a message. You can send us an email. It has all my information on it. And you can contact us at any time. And I will respond to you. So it's Divine Beauty 441. That's where you can find us on Instagram. All right. And I will put the link to that in the bio for you, uh, for your, for the listeners that they can just click on the link and follow you at divine beauty 441. Karen, you realize that you had this vision about three months ago and the week of the 8th of March and look at God, you broadening your horizons and expanding your territory because you are on this podcast in front of over 4,000 people spread across 40 countries. So we're so happy to have you. We're excited for what God is doing in your life right now, what he will continue to do and what he has in store for you in the future. Thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much.